Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. Consider subscribing to get notifications the next time we post a podcast. And if you enjoy this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and share with a friend or on social media. Elementary, um, really back when in in 2016 when we updated the really the roundabout study and we looked at really an updated traffic impact study in that area. One of the items besides the roundabout that came out was really looking at you know modifying the drop off and pickup uh, at Bridgewater and moving it over to the entrance off of 246 versus where it was on Jefferson Parkway. On Jefferson Parkway, we we had the issues with the vehicles. Mm-hmm mainly during the pickup because parents arrive early and they would, you know, stack back out. The the, the line is not long enough and it'd go out onto Jefferson Parkway and really with the median there just shut down Jefferson Parkway during that time. So certainly challenges for emergency vehicles should something happen. So with that, with that study, it really looked at changing that and uh, we, we coordinated with the school district um, uh, on implementing that change and with MnDOT. So it, it, originally we were thinking before school it was going to happen. We had a, you know, a few hoops to jump through, some um, updated traffic counts and some more modeling that we had to work through with MnDOT to get the approval to make the change. And then really just the, I just want to thank the school district and, and Dr. Hillman and, and Nancy and um, uh, Cole Nelson, their new f- uh, facilities and grounds and, and buildings. Uh, manager out there for helping us implement that yeah that is uh that's interesting that's an interesting i guess that w- what i was going to say was the uh the, the involvement of the state those are state that's a state highway yes. out there so pretty much is everything you have to do does it have to run through the state yeah good question yeah pretty much any <laughs> modification or change to that roadway or how the accesses are really have to be authorized by the state so it it took uh, a little bit of while. It took a little while to get through that process, um, but I, I think um, at least this week, as of the first couple of days that it's been operating, it's been it's been working very well. I think we are seeing that um, during the pickup uh, time, it's getting all the way out to two forty six, and there are a few cars on in the right turn lane, but not really impeding traffic. So I think that'll continue to improve. I think some of the messaging and stuff that the school will be doing to the parents just about. You know, making sure you, you know, tighten up those gaps and we, we get everybody in, in line and as close as possible so we maximize the space in that area. I think really, it, you know, it's a really good implementation and trial. In 2024, we have Jefferson Parkway Roadway Improvements planned. So this can kind of be a good trial to see if it's working or do we need to plan for and make changes um, in terms of if, if it's not functioning, maybe we have to work with the school on on something a little bit different but really a low cost change for the public to, mm-hmm. to go with this mm-hmm. has that is the city but is it now the point where you start looking into what you're going to be doing in 2024 for that do you have any ideas yet or are those still being developed yeah so we do know that it's a you know it's a it's a mill and overlay project but we have other things going on we have the milltowns trail road we have um requests in for bonding dollars related to that improvement for the extension from Riverside Park to the Waterford Bridge. So we kind of have all these puzzle pieces that are out there in play and we, so we're trying to get them all fit together. We know that um, with that traffic impact study, Jefferson Road and Jefferson Parkway, that intersection too is probably 
you know, operating near capacity. So that's another one that we're we're looking at now, and we'll be, you know, if there's recommendations, trying to tie improvements probably with that project to that intersection too. So we're trying to get the the planning and studying ahead of time done as we approach these uh, projects. Boy, I think for <clears throat> for a casual listener out there, you, uh, you it seems like an easy thing, but uh, once you start adding in all those elements it uh, it becomes less easy <laughs> significantly less easy <laughs> uh let's um talk about also there there's another school issue we have uh, going on now uh on uh, on greenvale with uh, the new greenvale school with the uh, community um education tr- center yeah yeah the community education center you've got a couple of buildings out there now it's going to be increased in traffic we have the potential of maybe some more development uh, that would uh, uh raise the traffic levels at, at least mm-hmm. to some point uh and i understand you're you're starting to look at that area now mm-hmm. yep yes we are i think really with um with the Craywood development that came forward, we really that we really heard from that neighborhood about some of the the traffic and safety concerns up there, um, speeding on the roadway concerns with pedestrians uh, getting across the roadway. You know where the bike's supposed to be, and some of those things we've had some cross cross guard violations with motorists up in that area. So when when students are going to school, there's been a couple documented cross guard violation so all these things are in play in the school really in its second year now um you know how's it really operating up there in terms of a a traffic and a safety and and what's the long-term need up there Mm-hmm. And uh, last year was the first year, and that was kind of an odd year for schools with COVID, though they did do it uh, in person uh, for for much of the time anyway. Uh, uh, it probably didn't give you a, a real accurate idea of uh, where the future is going with that. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's correct, Jeff. And I think, so, I think really we're ch- really probably throughout the state, what we've seen is that really traffic volumes on roadways have decreased, and we're really not back to those pre-pandemic levels going to get to those roadway levels over time but but one of the things that's happened and i think we're seeing it at the schools is that with more parents potentially working from home maybe provides more flexibility to drop their kids off so you're seeing maybe more traffic um, in that area of the drop off and pickup time parents are maybe have that little bit more flexibility to to bring their kids so that's one of the items that we're looking at Mm-hmm. Yeah, once yeah. again, a lot of some complicated factors involved with that. It sounds like a bit of a moving target. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, if I could just yeah, add please. a little bit into that. I think, uh, you know, in previous years, and Dave, you could probably speak to this because this is your field, but in previous years, even from the the district level, the state level, there always hasn't been this interest of ensuring that our roadways are set up to accommodate people of all ages, all abilities, right, whether you're biking, rolling, walking, or in a car, or moving goods down the street in a semi. And I think there really has been this increased interest of ensuring that our public roadways can meet the needs of all those different uh, people that are out there moving around your community. And it's really a it's a big ask to really look at how you design your roadways to ensure that they're safe for all people. It used to be that you were just designing your roadways for moving goods, right? Semis, business traffic, as well as motorists. But I think there is really an increased desire out there. How do people get across, to utilize the streets, uh, 
that are pushing a wheelchair, that are riding their bike. And, and there's really in the pickup and drop-off times around both of these schools, there's such a an increased amount of traffic. It really stresses. I would say it puts a lot of stress on all those different features of our roadways to ensure that they're actually meeting the needs of all those different users. So uh, it's not an easy puzzle to fix. So I will just say that. I'm just really grateful, right, that we have good working relationships with our school district, with MnDOT. Our city is really working hard, putting together long-range plans, really looking at these different issues holistically of how we can improve them and just really appreciate people's patience out there mm -hmm. if you're sitting in one of those situations, right? And um, just, yeah, so thank you to all of you that are navigating these roadways in those situations. Now, now back to that, uh, the fixing of Green uh, uh, of uh, Greenway. Greenway. Greenvale. Greenvale. Yeah. Uh, is there, you know, you've got the temporary fix, or I shouldn't say temporary fix, but you got a quick fix in at the uh, uh, at the high school or at, in that area. But uh, is there a timeline? I mean, is there? Uh, yeah, good question, Jeff. I, I would say we have some short-term implementation items, really, that'll happen in the next probably week or two. So the driver feedback signs that flash your speed that are over off of Second Street. Um, at the district office location, mm -hmm. those are going to be relocated over to Lincoln Parkway. So we'll have a, we have a contractor lined up to do that. So that should be occurring. Um, we have we have we're going to better define where you can park and not park on Lincoln Parkway and make sure it's signed appropriately. So so vehicles know know where to park. One of the items that's happening during the the pickup at Greenville is. On the north side, kind of right out in front of the school, is is the shoulder. It is open to parking, but it it almost acts like a default right turn lane. So sometimes you have vehicles going in there to to think they're in a right turn lane to get into the line to go pick up their their child, but some people park and then leave their vehicle. So then you have cars that maybe come back out of that line where you have. Um, so you have somebody sitting there, and then they have to come back out into the traffic lane. So it causes confusion up there. And then when the – what we're seeing is that really the line for the vehicles really extends back out onto mm -hmm. Lincoln Parkway. So if there's a cars parked there, then they're out in the in the traffic lane. So one thing that we, we have some photos of and that we're seeing is if they're in the traffic lane, unlike on Jefferson Parkway where you, you're restricted by the median – but we have vehicles going into the oncoming traffic lane, so that's certainly a safety issue, especially mm -hmm. once they start releasing the students. If we have vehicles trying to leave the driveway, and then you have vehicles, you know, not even in that lane, so something yeah. that we're monitoring and we'll be working with the school on. All right, you know, while we have you here, uh, let's talk about the twenty twenty one road projects. Are we all done with those yet? <laughs> <Have> they, <laughs> is there are there still some loose ends tied up to tie up? Good question, Jeff. I think so. This year's project really was uh, along the frontage roads and then out um, in the Mayflower Hill area, um, kind of out by the golf course. So those projects are really just wrapping up. Um, all the paving has been completed. Restoration is done. There's just a final, some final cleanup items to be done. But the 2021 project is really wrapped up for the year. About ready to put that one in the books. Yep. All right. Yeah. And that means uh, roll up your sleeves and let's get going to 2022 because mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be summer before you know it. Right. Uh, projects for 2022, we've talked about that a little bit, but uh, let's hear from you. What, uh, what are going to be the uh, significant projects uh, as far as the road construction goes uh, in 2022? Sure, Jeff. So we have a 
really a mill and overlay project in the northwest area of the of the community. So Thigh Parkway, North Avenue, um, and numerous of the, those residential streets up in that area. So that that's the primary street improvement. It does include St. Olaf Avenue and, and the and we're looking at some railroad quiet zone improvements. So one of the items uh, early in in 21 that'll be on the council's calendar will be looking at. Um, so in 2006, we had a railroad quiet zone study done, which identified different improvements that need to be made to ultimately get to the quiet zone. So we're, we're just having that refreshed, um, looking at what we've done at Third Street. We also have money that's planned for that we received with the with the bonding dollars um, for the transit hub building on Second Street. So we'll have railroad quiet zone implementation there, and then with the St. Olaf project. So, and then we know MnDOT in 2025 will be looking at Highway 19. So we have numerous crossings really in the next five years that could be improved that would probably really get us very close to meeting the criteria for the quiet zone. So we want to just make sure that we're doing everything that we can to be successful really in the next five years to be pretty much ready to go. As somebody who lives on that west side, I'm encouraged by that. Uh, Now, I think probably the most important thing is uh, to uh, have the engineers stop laying on the horn for like (laughs) 10 minutes straight as they come through town. I don't know if that's within your your scope of power, but uh, (laughs) if you can do something about the... Uh, I, I have special names for them, but we can't say those on the air. But uh, anyway, we can do anything you do to help out with the quiet yeah. zones. That's that's a great uh, a great benefit, I think, to the community. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to mention while we have you here? I think so. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Appreciate yeah. it. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator, or excuse me, City Engineer Dave Bennett. Radio for the Imagination with Paul Granquist, Fridays and Saturdays at 9 a.m. on 95.1 The One, or right here on the KYMN Radio Podcast. Thanks for listening to this KYMN Radio Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN Radio Podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety. 